I got EAX, EAXIS, EAXIS. Hello and welcome everybody to the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 78. Blame it on the pop, a pop, a parka, sins. That's right. We are back for an episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast. The number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Network. And the number one delayed podcast number one missing show podcast we i don't think we've had a consistent like straight like five runs of shows ever there's always been a missing number in there what do you like uh, yeah, <laughs> i mean sometimes we've gone like a chunk of weeks without a show yeah and this time yeah. not only were we short episodes and missing episodes we're missing hosts yeah absolutely like they're, they're fucking dropping like flies um uh i am the grand and glorious Shane O'Hara, and uh, this is the illustrious Josh Jackson. Uh, we are down. Everybody else, I don't know where they went. And uh, last week, our audio went, I don't know where it went. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. There was an so, episode, I swear. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, there was an episode. But, like, the last, like, half of the audio, it just it, it sounded like, like, digital cyber demons, like, ate it. And, like, and it wasn't just on one person, so I couldn't blame it on anybody. I was listening, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, it happened to all of us, so... Who knows if this episode's gonna last? Um, you wanna get like to the show, I'm sure it'll find a way. <laughs> like herpes? Geeks get <sighs> games like herpes. <laughs> when you think it's gone, it comes back in a couple weeks. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Overwatch has been out a couple of weeks. It has completely taken over uh, the YouTube haiku community and. Uh, sick memes, dank memes with the whole play of the game joke vids. So it's a very popular game. Everybody loves it. Battleborn what? Battleborn who? Overwatch, yes. Um, but there's been an amazing bit of news is uh, announced on the Blizzard forums that they have done their first wave of bans. And the game has been out only a couple of weeks. And the bans, oh, the bans are so good. So good. Um, from Lyra, we've recently taken action against Overwatch accounts worldwide, which have found to be using cheap programs. We're committed to providing an equal and fair playing field for everyone in Overwatch, and we'll continue to take action against those in violations of our TOS. Cheating in any form will not be tolerated, and you can read more about our stance here. If you believe another player is cheating, you have information pertaining to the use of hacks, bots, or third-party software, blah, 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 blah. Email us. Um, what was really interesting, and let me see if I can get the number... The number, the god fucking number. There was a like an unseasonable high amount of cheaters from the Chiners, um, which is odd because normally um, you see cheaters coming from Russia. Um, um, One thousand five hundred seventy-two players banned from China alone. Uh, I'm I'm actually really comfortable with how how um how fast they're getting into the the uh, the ban game because I know that Valve takes fucking forever and they do their bannings in these waves so counter-strike is just maybe maybe china just thought they were owed some kind of an advantage since they probably manufactured all the discs and boxes don't they do disc manufacturing in mexico huh news like, to I thought, me i have no idea i thought most of the dicks dis, dicks <laughs> dis, i thought most of the disc manufacturing uh uh happens in uh, mexico you know what? I remember a bunch of the Xbox discs, like the original Xbox, the, um, having like a little stamp that's in manufactured in Mexico. So probably, yeah. but I'm not gonna let uh, my I'm not gonna let that get in the way of my joke. <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking who gives who cares if it makes sense? I'm just gonna fucking say it. 
But yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. It, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like, games in a nutshell. Who cares if it makes sense? We're going to say it anyway. <laughs> we can just edit which, it out later. Which, which, my joke from a couple of weeks ago, which was the second time I've ever censored myself. I was waiting for John to like say something, and I I asked him like, "Hey, you know, uh, was that over the line? You know, I mean, I censored myself, so you don't know what I said, but it was just a joke. You know, playing a character on the show, blah blah blah. And do you know what his criticism was? Huh? Take a guess. Take take a guess what his criticism was. <laughs> um, good God, I don't know. There's so many. <laughs> um, the tone I used to beep out wasn't the like universal censor tone, and that was his big critique of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just used a tone generator in, in our recording software, and I was just like, "All right, generate solid tone, perfect." But he's like, "It wasn't the one that everyone knows, so it could have been funnier." I'm like, "Fuck you." <laughs> um, I'm just surprised you said that you're playing a character. <laughs> <laughs> um have you picked up overwatch no i was about to and then i remembered i'm not working mm. but um you know every time i've pl- every time i've bought like these big multiplayer games i'll like get sucked into the hype i'll pick them up and then all the people who said they wanted to play with me will play for like the first week and then drop off so i was kind of a, i was a little like ca- like cautious about buying it but I mean, if I get the chance to try it out, it looks like it's a lot of fun. The art style and everything with it being so like, bright and fun was like a big... So many waifus. So many waifus. Yeah, on top of all of that. So, And I think, I, um, I believe... Um, uh-oh, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to go to Blizzard's page. Um, oh, Blizzard.com, not that. I believe you can get it digitally for $40 huh. instead on, of 6 On PC? Um, I'm checking right now. I'm hitting the buy now button. Yeah. It would make sense. Um, PC, DVD. Like, where the fuck can you get it digitally? Because mine, Over- barely, mine barely runs Skype, so it's on PC. Uh, it <laughs> makes no difference to me. Yep, but, I um, mean, it is it is good to hear, though, that they're taking cheating so seriously. I mean, you mentioned Valve, but... Yep, $40 we'll get- on PC download. Oh, nice. It was... If, with all the Best Buy coupons and stuff, the reason why I was really considering getting it is because Best Buy was essentially selling it for... $38 if you pre-ordered it ahead of time. But again, like I was like, well, I might only play this a little bit and then completely stop and I don't have money. So, yeah, but yeah, it's good to hear they're taking it so seriously because I mean, we'll get to Capcom later on in the show, but <laughs> they still even now, like on Street Fighter five, they still haven't come up with a good like method to prevent rage quitting. If you remember, we mentioned it a couple uh, like a month or two back on the show where they're anti-rage quitting model early in Street Fighter V's release was essentially um, fans send us messages when like email us or post on the Capcom Unity forums when someone rage quits and if there's enough people getting this, if the same person gets multiple complaints that will ban them individually. Like, why don't you just have a report button? Install a fucking report button. I know, it's so big. Like, there's so many ways they could do it. And they didn't even ban them. They just reduced their, like, player score or some stupid shit. So, at the end, even then, it made, it was, like, of little consequence. Well, there's um, one thing that, um, a completely anecdote um, that Valve is doing where there's a problem with Counter-Strike Go where people own multiple copies of the game on different accounts. um, So that you have, like, really, like, top pro players that, um, um, will play on um, other accounts that have lower rankings um, so that they can like, you know, it's called smurfing where they're, you know, much higher ranked players, but playing with silver people. So they purposely lose a bunch of matches and then they can go and like 
mop up and have some fun. Um, and the same thing with um, um, with hackers. They have multiple uh, multiple accounts. Well, um, uh, Val is implementing uh, something called Prime Matchmaking. And you give them your phone number and only one phone number per, like, like your phone number can only be attached to one account. And um, this verifies you as, you know, like, you know, I'm a serious matchmaker and you get a priority queue. So all the prime players that are known not to be griefers or smurfers or hackers are going to get put together. And then if, you know, um, if the prime queue isn't big enough, then you go to the other queue, which I think is, which, which I think is a great, great um, implementation of um, uh, kind of like, kind of like, uh, you know, um, these different ecosystems. Right. But that's, that's all I had to say about that. So get, good on you, Bungie. Ban the hackers. Er, Bungie. Oh, I, oh, the set list says Destiny next, so... I, uh, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Bungie may not have worked on Overwatch, but they are working on Destiny. Oh, yes. Um, that game that just... just I feel like they just won't die, uh, but I haven't played it in like three months. Um, they uh, There was a leak a few weeks ago uh, we talked about it on the show about um, some new DLC that's going to be Fallen-themed um, and is supposedly bigger than both year one DLC packs. Well, f- um, uh, they said... Um, pff, what the fuck is it called? Um, God damn it. I had the, I had the fucking... Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a stream... In top form, on the, as always. <laughs> there's going to be a, stra- a stream on the 9th on Bungie's Twitch. Going to be talking about it. Um, they said that um, their last big pack is going to um, be in 2016 and they are planning for a sequel in 2017. And I am excited for the sequel mainly because it's going to cut out the, um, the last gen um, uh, players. Version. So that, yeah. so yes, so that they can um, benefit uh, so that, you know, current gen people can benefit and, and maybe even PlayStation 4.5. Um, now, support. is it, is it just me or am I thinking of another game where they mentioned that they weren't, planning on making a sequel for a long time and they were just going to treat the first one as kind of like a platform Left 4 Dead comes to mind I know, yeah, did they say that for Left 4 Dead? I must have completely missed it because it came out of the sequel no. like a year later Yeah, that was the thing is that it came out of the sequel a year later and they said like, oh there's going to be expansions, a lot of fan content that, you know, that's going to you know live and then they came out with the sequel a year later and you know that was kind of, you know, kind of shitty yeah. And, they, and they and they added a lot of features to the sequel. That's like, you told us you're going to do this shit by just patching it into the first one. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Well, they just wanted to sell another game, but well, I mean well, that happened. Then make yeah. Half Life Three. You can sell all the games. <laughs> Not even Half Life Three. Give us Half Life Two, Episode Three. At this point, just give us give, give us, us more Half Life. Yeah, give us more Half Life. Fuck. Well, I was studying math finals all week, and there was some like some property that was called like the half-life property i'm like ha, ha, ha. just like my understanding of this it's never gonna come <laughs> josh jackson never gonna come <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> well i'll see you in a month well we'll find out it might happen while the show's running uh, i will pay you no no, no you won't no we, we've, <laughs> we've we've crossed too many lines um Anything to say about Destiny? Are you ever going to pick it back up? <laughs> um, maybe. I mean, I'm... No, you're not. Don't lie to me. Look, I'm trying to catch up on backlog stuff, and Destiny's pretty high on the backlog list, but all this new stuff keeps coming out. So if you could just get... Maybe when E3 rolls around and all the developers are in one place, or at least the ones that decided to show up this year, 
Maybe we can get them all <laughs> together and just ask them to just not release anything for the next year so we could catch up. Um, yeah, or just, just release skin packs. But nowadays, skin packs are just called sequels. Absolutely, kind of like Street Fighter V. And there's a delay. And Capcom is sorry? Kind of? Are they? They say they're sorry. Well, I mean, I'm like, sure well, they are. They've been doing a lot of apologizing when it comes to this game lately. Well, the, the game is again a, a mostly. Let's see what it says on Metacritic. Let's check the book of knowledge. Seventy-eight. Um, seven, uh, are you guessing? Last time I saw. Uh, but let us know what this like big apology is. Well, basically, what happened was. Back- oh my god! The Warcraft movie got a thirty-one on Metacritic. Oh wow! Really? That's disappointing. It looks like it has a lot of promise. Wow! Six days until the movie comes out, and it's already. 31 based by 13. We're getting off track. Um, <laughs> At least it's still game oh, related. Wow. David from IndieWire gave it a zero. What? A truly, I mean, it- depre- a truly depressing experience. It's rare to feel such pity for a major <laughs> movie studio. Well, watching this, Warcraft- could be, this could be completely forgiven, though, because at least it's somewhat game related. Half the time we go on tangents about, like, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Um, but watching Warcraft bend over backwards to set up a sequel is like watching a desperate paramedic apply CPR to someone who's clearly been dead for hours. Ooh, David Elric of IndieWire gave it a zero. <laughs> wow. So I guess we're still waiting on that good video game movie? Um, yeah, that's called Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. Fucking, oh, there's, yeah, Mortal Kombat. That was a Not great just video one, game movie. 2 was stupid. Yeah, wasn't there, like, if you watch them back-to-back, there's, like, a drastic, like, budget change? <laughs> Like all of a sudden, you're just like, "Hey, look at this!" It's you know, big like, "Whoa!" It's, all I remember for sure is that Mortal Kombat Two started immediately after the the ending of Mortal Kombat One, and in between the two scenes, like even actors though it's supposed change. to be, yeah, the actors are different. And yeah, and uh, J- uh, Johnny Cage gets fucking killed Murdered. in the first ten seconds. Which is funny though, because that actually matched the storyline of Mortal Kombat, the Mortal Kombat games. Like he got. If I remember correctly, it was either part three that he in storyline he got killed or part two in storyline he got killed like in, in between games. So at least they were trying to match up with the game story, even yeah. if killing off one of the most popular characters is stupid in both cases. Yeah. But anyway, Street um, Fighter. Oh, uh, Meta- Metacritic, 78 for Street Fighter V, user score 3.3. Yeah. But with Street Fighter, they had promised, you know, monthly DLC, uh, monthly character DLC. Um, now, May, you know, May came and went. Um, we didn't hear a word about it from Capcom, which didn't concern people at first because in the Alex was the first character they announced, and they announced him pretty far in advance. But we didn't know when he was releasing, or saw, or we didn't see any like actual footage of him until I think a week before the end of the month, and then like at the last possible Tuesday, I think is when PlayStation Store does their updates, either Tuesday or Thursday, like mm-hmm. the last the last day of the month where they could have released him, they released him. And then with Guile, they were completely silent on even who the character would be, but they did something similar where they announced him a week prior and then he was out within the week, like right at the end of April. Ah. So then May comes and there's not a word about any characters at all. And everyone is suspecting it was going to be the same where they're going to announce it at the last minute and then put them up a week later. But like, you know, the last week of May came and nothing was released and then kind of quietly in the like in the evening on Sunday, which was May 29th, they announced the trailer for Ibuki, who's going to be the next character. Which is that the um, uh, Tenchu assassin chick? Yeah, 
at this time she's her outfits like the full schoolgirl outfit that she wears in some of the cutscenes, and she actually looks really interesting because she has a more like her move set is expanded to be more like over the top naruto esque ninja so she could throw multiple kunais at once she has a special new skill where she could drop these ninja bombs that seem to be able to like cross cross up the opponent so she could hit them in two directions in a way hmm. she has a uh, flying like this flying squirrel air dash it looks like and then like basically she seems like she's pretty close to her previous versions but except everything has been like amplified so that it looks way more over the top and covers a lot more ground plus if i remember correct i think she's like the only character or maybe one of two characters that has an air dash in this game like now, a charge so character? not a charge character no but uh, did they take out air dashing street fighter never really had it um what was what was fucking m bison's deal if you hit like the shoulder buttons um, he could teleport, and then he has a move where he like kind of floats and stomps on your head. But like an air yeah. dash is usually when the character jumps in the air, and then while they're in the air, they can like um, dash forward like in a straight horizontal direction. It's like a uh, Captain Falcon's aerial right B, where he's like, you know, just kind of like, like kind of just. Yeah, pretty much. Like the Blaze Blue and um, Guilty Gear games are pretty. Famous. What was that anime about rollerblades? Anime about rollerblades? I have no idea. Air Gear. That's what it was. It was Air Gear. It was anime about rollerblades, and there's no. a lot of, like, movies in it. Oh, well, I mean, it is anime. Mm. It's pronounced anime. Anime. Apple. Fuck, <laughs> we missed that whole conversation. That was last week. Damn yeah. it. Now I'm making, I'm making, like, references to previous episodes, and that didn't even air. God. <laughs> anyway. Since since we since we all repeat our stories like five times within a couple months, I'm sure it'll come up again. But yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so with Ibuki though, you know, she was announced the last second. Everyone is hoping that May 31st was Tuesday, so they were hoping, you know, maybe they're really going to rush her out. And then I think it was on Monday the 30th they released a um, statement saying that she was not going to be coming out until the end of June, and she was going to be launching at the same time as the story mode that they've been promising, but. People were kind of mad because, you know, they promised a certain release schedule. And if they knew she was going to be delayed, they probably had it in mind for a while, at least a couple weeks. But they let, you know, they just didn't have any information out at all. And then at the last second, they show her trailer and then announce that she was delayed. Which so basically, is just kind of they're another, just dropping the ball again. Yeah, it's just another black eye on a, like on a marred release. Like everything... Like all the PR around this game has just been almost almost a complete disaster from the release to the lack of content to these DLC delays and lack of communication to where Capcom themselves are even, you know, saying that in the future they're gonna change the way they approach releasing games, which I don't know, to me it's like common sense that you maybe just want to release a full product before no, you bring and, it out. And, but and that's that's always been a concern of it's somebody prominent in the video game like industry said that like when always on consoles or consoles that were network connected were, were going to come out is that they were going to get broken console releases. Who the fuck said that? Somebody said it and then like everyone's like, no, nah, you're fucking stupid. And then it's like, well, guess what? A fucking 30, 30 day, a 30 gig day one patch for Uncharted 4. <laughs> I feel like for 30 gigs, they could have put some fucking content in there. <laughs> 
And they put, there's a lot of content in there. What are you talking about? There was content and content and content. And eventually you were like, you know what? You're good. You could take some of this back. (laughs) (laughs) You could take, (laughs) can we uninstall the content please? And just get to the end. (laughs) It's like, can you just uninstall three of those like 10 maps that we found when we kept (laughs) thinking it was close to the end? Oh fuck. Uh, listen to our bonus episode. Um, me and Josh just, I get into that game. Um, but yeah, um, I want to see what it's worth on GameStop right now. Oh yeah, but while you look that up, that wasn't the only piece of bad news to come out of the Street Fighter camp this week because a pro player, Noel Brown, got uh, got banned from t- competing in tournaments this week due to uh, charges. Twenty five dollars. That's it. Fuck. Yeah. Um. But yeah, due to sexual harassment charges, he had reportedly like legal charges. No, not legal charges, but the tournament was investigating. It was a, it was a tournament called Combo Breaker where he was re- he was reportedly harassing one of the attendees, and due to that, Capcom announced that they're banning him from all Capcom Pro Tour um, events, which is basically every official Street Fighter Five tournament, including Evo this year. And this and this is how this guy makes his money, right? Essentially. I mean, you know, he's one of the pro players. He kind of dismisses it, like the quote. Um, I, th- I I'm having trouble finding the quote. It says that he was it says that he was arrested for assault in 2013 of his girlfriend at the time. But was she asking for it? That's kind of essentially what he says. I'm trying there to find go. it. I got a top fighting game arrested for allegedly hitting his ex girlfriend. Uh, domestic violence and battery. So yeah, hitting here it is. Ex-girlf- uh, hitting his ex-girlfriend in another competitive gamer after catching them in a hotel room together. Ooh, scandalous. <laughs> Dude, the fighting game community is serious shit. <laughs> like, see, I'm not even joking. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you follow it at all. I, I don't even follow it that closely. But, you know, I play a lot of fighting games, so I hear a lot of things here and there. And it's like... There's dudes that are like, you know, people be trash talking other people and saying it that they let this and that go to their head or they used to be cool and now they're an asshole because they're on some podcast or whatever. And it's like, fuck, it's just video games. Just play the damn game. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess it happens when anyone reaches any level of notoriety, no matter what the field. But it's um, just. And there's there's a lot of shit like that in the, the Counter-Strike Go, um, like pro stuff. Um, there was a whole team that was banned for match rigging for skins um and those skins go for thousands of dollars so who was it i think it was i buy power maybe Hmm. but anyway yeah um corruption in competition not a surprise yeah and essentially what he was saying he has he had a facebook post that he deleted but the quotes here um it said it said Quote, first and foremost, it was not a random isolated thing. We were playing around. As you can tell, she clearly laughed in the video after it happened. Of course, people blow things out of proportion and make them seem like there's something they're not, which is definitely the case here. I don't understand. Wait, is this talking about the the assault or? No, the current thing, the sexual harassment. Okay, okay. Like, I don't understand how someone else calls sexual harassment on someone else's behalf. They're not any of the parties involved. Actually, all three, her, her boyfriend and I, uh, drank drank and ate pizza together that night after seeing the screenshot. No one ever wants to hear the truth because controversy is always more entertaining, but despite what comes of this, I still want the truth to be out there. Ooh, where's uh, the picture? Where's the picture? Oh, it's not on the it's not on the articles listed. But, you know, regardless, 
uh, uh, Capcom and Combo Breaker feel like there was enough evidence to hold against him. So for now, he is out of the tournament scene. So that's really shitty. Um, hmm. And that's also um, hmm. That's also really troubling. That um, so um, my thoughts. These are professional players. Like they are professionals. Um, well, I guess. I guess maybe like if somebody does something in the NFL, they're banned from the NFL. Interesting. Um, so I just I just refuted my own um, um, point in my head. I was gonna say that like it's it's a little it's a little bit scary that the creators of the game a little bit troubling that the creators of the game can pretty much willy nilly dictate who can or cannot compete in third party tournaments. Um, uh, but I imagine Capcom probably has a lot of donated money into it. But then at the same time, the NFL, you know, who was the guy that punched his girlfriend in the elevator? Ray Rice? Ray Rice, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, he, he didn't, like, fucking leave the whatevers and went over and joined the who's, who's a what's it's. Um, he was just out. So Yeah, I mean, you know, as video games start taking more of that eSport competitive, like, serious competitive scene into account, and as that starts to grow, it's inevitable that these companies are going to start treating it as more of a, like, legitimate professional thing. And like you're saying... If someone did something in the NFL, I mean, they wouldn't get permanently banned, and who knows if this is going to be permanent or not, but they do get suspended, or if, depending how bad the, you know, offenses, they do get, like, cut and never come back, so... Did it, um, did it the uh, dogfighter guy come back? Yeah, after he got out of his prison, after he got out of prison, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, after... I mean, as of... I don't want to get too much into it, because as of right now, it's just a lot of he said, she said. Like I said, apparently, the... Apparently, the organizers felt like there was enough evidence to ban him. He's saying that it was all friendly and that she wasn't even the one who reported him. But then I've read conflicting reports saying that she was the one who reported him. So, I mean, it's all muddied right now. But all that, you know, the only fact right now is that he's gone. And it does kind of set this precedence that as as video gaming and esports moves into a more professional atmosphere, that this kind of stuff is going to be taken a lot more seriously, which it probably should be, should be should have been taken this seriously all along. But I mean, it's regardless, it's good that those steps are being taken. Well, I mean, it's, 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 um, it's blowing up really fast. And I, um, I saw an interview with somebody recently that I'm not going to say who, but, um, that was in criticism of, um, uh, something that happened in Gamergate. And um, they said that um, the, uh, the the video games are moving so fast, and video game journalism went from it went from uh, like uh, like trade reporting. So like um, uh, I don't know I don't know how to like um, explain it, but it went from trade reporting like company X releases product Y to um, like full blown investigative journalism and opinion pieces over the span of like. 10 years and so there was no um there was no um like casual like evolution and growth of the industry so there's a lot of checks and balances that did get in place same thing for esports it's blowing up and you know you have instances like this that you know maybe five years ago wouldn't have uh resulted in this much press but also this much um backlash so um i think video games are going through some really weird growing pains periods right now yeah I feel like it's I feel like it's been kind of off and on for the last like 10, 10 15 years but yeah let's um uh let's move on we are at the halfway point so we need to move on uh <laughs> new pokemans 
New yep. Pokemans and the uh, uh, I just I, I froze. What? Holy shit! What's with the? <laughs> <laughs> there was a new Pokemon trailer. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I, I, the words are in my fa- in front of my face. I have the article up. <laughs> oh god! But hey, and Matt, if you're listening, does Matt listen? I doubt it. Does anybody? Hi, Jeremy. No. <laughs> Matt, center your images. <laughs> He's not going to hear this. Um, no. But yeah, the new Pokemon trailer expanded on the biggest takeaway I had from it. I mean, everybody's talking about the new legendaries, and that's all well and good, but there's new legendaries every time. Who gives a shit? But it expand it further um, expanded on what we were talking about when they first had the official Sun and Moon trailer a few weeks ago, where I was kind of raving about how it looked like the perspective was going to be a more like third person behind the back um, perspective with like a full range of motion. Uh, This trailer looked like it's definitely confirming that because it showed, you know, these wide open fields, it showed bigger cities um, and it looked like the character had like full, almost like a 3d. I I hate to make the comparison, but I can't think of anything better right now, but it almost looked like a Zelda esque, a perspective where you're, did we we talk about this last week or two weeks ago? What was, um, I think it was like three weeks ago now. Yeah. But yeah, it seemed to all but confirm that, which is the most exciting thing I found from it. But aside from that, the big takeaways were the new legendaries. Um, The Pokemon Sun version is going to be called Solgaleo, which... So stupid. It's funny, though, because, you know, it's Pokemon Sun. He looks like a fire lion, but he's a psychic and steel type, which... Not only do, not only means that he's not fire, but it means the cover Pokemon of Pokemon Sun is weak to fire, since Steel Steel is weak to that element. So I thought that was just kind of weird because everyone kind of expected him to be fire. Uh, but he has a full metal body ability, which prevents its stats from being lowered, and its uh, specialty attack called St- Sun Steel Strike. Um, from the name of the from the name of the attack, it sounds like it might be a Steel Psychic Hybrid, which I think. I think uh, Halucha's flying press attack was the only one that was like a dual type attack. So I don't know if they're expanding on it or not. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But hey, trying to draw, I'm trying to make this an hour show. So, <laughs> well, I still can't get over their names are just stupid as fuck. What, so, Lunala. Lunala sounds like you, like you <laughs> you threw up like halfway through saying the sentence. <laughs> well, at least at least it has Luna in the name. With everyone who was saying that Luna should be the. <laughs> Pokemon yeah, Celestia and Luna. But, yeah, Lunala is similar. It was a uh, psychic and ghost type. Um, and it has a shadow shield ability, which makes it take less damage from attacks from opponents with full HP. And a special attack called Moongeist Beam, which is similar to the Sun Steel Strike move, which is like its specialty that only it knows. Um, and then, lastly, it showed... Are you familiar with Rotom? Uh, let me look it up. Hold on. How do you spell it? R-O-T-O-M. Uh, wait, what? Hold on. It's a, it's a Pokemon that's quality screws and nuts for power transmissions. Type in Rotom Pokemon. Spell it. R O T O M P O K E M O N. M O U S E. I put Rotom and got fucking machine screws for transmissions. No, but, um, he was a Pokemon that was introduced. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. He was introduced in diamond and pearl and then in platinum, they gave him four other versions where he can become different appliances and it changes his Pokemon type. Um, They're just phony at this point. 
Well, he was at, he's actually based off of Game Freak's very first video game, I think. I think it was their first game. I thought Pokemon was their first game. No, Pulseman was their first game on the Sega Genesis, and Rotom is based after him. Kind it was like a platformer where he traveled through electronics, so that's why he has the power to like essentially possess electronics and change form that way. What did it came out of the Mega Drive? But yeah, this time it's now it's unknown wait, if he's gonna be- wait, 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 wait. Let's see. How when can I get I put in Pulseman on uh on Bing. Let's see how long I get to uh horn. Racking up those Bing rewards. Hey man, you know, gotta. I'll be surprised if you find any. But I found but, there's there's porn, but not Pulse Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but with Rodon this time, he's Pikachu actually your Pokedex. Thor. So your Pokedex oh. is going to be a Pokemon. No. However, that's so dumb. However, they haven't said whether or not he's actually going to be a usable Pokemon, or if he's just like a Pokedex that talks to you and moves around, essentially. That is so dumb. That is so dumb. I mean, we Rod- already got through the ice cream cone and the trash bag Pokemon. You think this is and any worse? the keys. Worse? The keys. Hey, the keys are awesome. <sighs> the keys are actually one of the best Pokemon in the game. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, you guys want to talk about Nintendo uh, at uh, E3? Uh, yeah, because we had talked a few weeks, and I think I especially was criticizing how all they were going to have was Zelda Wii U on the floor. Well, that's still the case, but... They announced their uh, treehouse lineup for their stream that they're going to have over the course of E3 where they're just going to strictly show video demos. So according to Nintendo's press release, on June 14th, starting at 9 a.m., they're going to have a full day of live streaming focused on Zelda for Wii U gameplay and the first live gameplay of Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon so you could see the Pokedex Rotom in action. Um, Mm. Day two is going to have pretty much the rest of their lineup. So that's going to include Monster Hunter Generations, Dragon Quest Seven, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Fire Emblem, uh, hashtag FE, however you're pronouncing it. I'm just going to call it Fire Emblem. Yeah. And a Pokemon Go Q&A, which will be from at 10 a.m. on June 15th. So did the, did the beta for that start? It did. It was, you had to apply for it, and then they s- selected like a small amount of people to participate. Yeah, I, no, I was um, not one not, of them. So I did not get into it. Yeah, me neither. Even though I was in like beta for uh, Ingress, like way beta. Oh, so I was they... I was playing I was playing Ingress when there was only one portal in all of the Matsu Valley. <laughs> um, and to to put it in perspective, the Matsu Borough is bigger than the state of Rhode Island, and yet there was only one portal. <laughs> so you had to make it into like a road trip to be able to participate. Well, no, because it was actually right, right in the middle of like town. But the problem is, is that you could only hack it so many times um, in like an eight-hour period. So, um, if you guys want to hear like a really interesting story, um, I wrote an article up about Ingress years ago, um, explaining um, when I was playing at the only portal in town at like three in the morning, like crawling through the snow, like trying to like get on top of one of the um, um, resonators so I could blow it up. It's actually a fascinating story. No, it's and, not. It's probably not. An even more fascinating story. You wrote, you wrote something. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Music Monday, man. I don't know what to listen to. Have you have you ever listened to anything that I wrote on that ever? Once. What was it? I don't remember. It was like months ago. <laughs> yeah. I think it was when I needed to read something for the around the site. <laughs> 
And you didn't even talk about it on the show. You probably <laughs> plugged your own article. I think I said, I think I did say, oh, it was Music Monday. But this is for, this is a while ago. But I did read it. All right. But you don't remember what it was. Um, I'm actually, uh, I'm kind of like worried about Nintendo's uh, E3 presence this year. Um, they're always the ones that I, I want to see the most. Um, but you know, I'm worried. I'm a little worried. And, mm-hmm. and like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for my, my old tried and true Ubisoft, even though, you know, I kind of hate them now. And they confirmed um, Watch Dogs 2, right? Yeah, they confirmed Watch Dogs 2, the game that nobody asked for. And Derek will be happy. And he doesn't listen to the show either. Uh, but uh, I always love their their press conferences. And I, and uh, I, it's, I was always looking forward to Nintendo and then Ubisoft. But now Nintendo kind of is kind of worrying me. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like they have too much, and everything that they said they're going to talk about, we already know about, so it's not like there's going to be any surprises unless, of course, they're keeping them until the actual presentation, but from the way they're making it sound, how it's strictly Treehouse, it doesn't sound like there's going to be too... And it's like an all-day thing, too, so it's not like they're going to make any... At least I don't expect them to make any huge, shocking, surprising announcements when it's an all-day thing, when people are probably just going to be checking in and out throughout the day as opposed to sitting there and watching the whole thing so i don't know it's they've always had such a big presence before even when they stopped having press conferences and had the nintendo directs the nintendo direct was always such a big event then they always had such these such huge booths with demos all over the place and they had those best buy demos the last couple years and then the nintendo video game championships last year and so far this year we haven't even we haven't heard about any continued partnership with best buy no championships no any other events, not even a Nintendo Direct, just the Treehouse. And you have to wonder if it's because they don't have a lot to show or if it's just that their new, you know, their new um, CEO is taking things in a different direction and is going to move away from the Nintendo Direct type things, which would really be disappointing since that became who, a real thing. Who is their new CEO? I can't think. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but we I talked about it. Katsumi Kimishima? I mean, they've they've done one Nintendo Direct since he's been in charge, which was the only one since Iwata passed away, but it doesn't seem like it's really much of a priority right now. And like I said, maybe it's because they don't have a lot to show. Maybe they're holding off until they can like actually have the NX to um, present. But I hope, in a way, I hope it's those reasons and not that it's just a conscious company decision that they're not going to do those kinds of things anymore because that really became their calling card over the last couple of years. And it was like you had a mini E3 multiple times a year, as long as you were following Nintendo news. But if they're going to stop that, then they kind of just fade off into the background a bit. Um, like I said, I'm worried, but uh, we'll see. Uh, E3 is next week. A uh, week and a half. Week and a half. Week and a half. So um, be sure you're going to be there, right? Yes. Boots on the ground. Boots yes. on the ground. Awesome. Uh, you need to get Periscope. I do. I have it. I oh, had Periscope okay. last year. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> Starbreeze <laughs> Games finally acquires the rights to the game Payday from 503 Games. I love their candy and, bars. And um, <laughs> they um, they are getting rid of the microtransactions that were in the most recent update that everybody fucking hated, and they announced that Payday 3 is coming about and suddenly, as if overnight, millions of angry gamers were like, oh, hey, I'm okay now. Um, it, it's really amazing news. The, the Payday games are 
super fucking fun. Um, 503 Games is still going to have a share, but they don't have um, uh, majority enough to make like big decisions, like adding those fucking really shitty microtransactions that you know ruin the game. That if you bought stuff, you you got better guns. Um, it's great to see a third one. The second one was amazing. It had a long a lot of replayability, especially on the PC. And a lot of the free stuff was fucking um was fucking amazing. I remember I was at a LAN party and I was going through the characters I pick as, and I was like, wait a second, you can be fucking John Wick. And so I joined the the server of my friends and and they were walking to the diamond um the diamond store and my buddy Dylan looks over. He's like, are you fucking Keanu Reeves? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, shit. And it, it was great. The best thing. Um, have you played that game? I haven't, but speaking of E3, I can say that I'm very much looking forward to grabbing a bunch of like free codes and advertisements that they're handing out and not using them for a third year in a row. Absolutely. Um, hey, send me those. Send me PC stuff. The PC PC uh, Master Race. Yeah, if they have any. Yeah. Now, now, uh, now I have someone to dump all my useless PC stuff on. Oh, yes, absolutely. And give it to me. Even if I don't use it, I like to hoard it. I'm a hoarder. Well, that's why uh, I have it. <laughs> if you're not going to use it, I might as well hoard it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of hoarding, Mojang is hoarding a lot of fucking money with a grand total of a hundred million dollars or a hundred million copies of Minecraft sold. Holy shit. I literally cannot even right now. It's awfully generous Um, of them to sell it for a (laughs) dollar. Um, what's really funny or not funny, I guess interesting is that, um, in North America, um, the PC and slash Java version of the game is only uh, is only nineteen percent of the market share, where forty percent is console and forty one percent is Pocket Edition slash Windows Ten. That is really surprising numbers to me. Yeah, I'm shocked um, that the console sales are that high. I mean, it's 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 like it's like Tetris. You can just buy it for your kid, and and kids at a certain age uh, usually don't get carte blanche to use computers, especially nowadays, you know, with Pornhub and people like me on the internet that, that can <laughs> talk about casual racism on a podcast, um, make America good again. And, um, so, uh, it, it makes sense that, you know, a parent will go and just like buy a copy of Minecraft or buy a digital copy, um, you know, on their, their kids, like child account on their, um, Xbox. So I'm not like, um, uh, I'm, I'm surprised, but at the same time, I am not surprised if that makes sense. Let's give all the credit to the Mario update on the Wii U version that we talked about last week. That faded we into obscurity. Yeah. Um, last week or two weeks ago. Who cares? You know who does care? Cares enough to give death threats to Sean Murray. No Man's Sky got delayed twice. Uh, once to July and then to August. Uh, it has been confirmed that it's coming um, August. Ninth, but because of it, um, the the creator of the game is re- was fucking receiving death threats, fucking death threats, like like fucking homie dude, just chill out, wait a little bit longer to get the game. Like you want him to have like a, a good game come out. Like I I cannot fathom why anybody would 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 give a death threat to anybody for anything of you know short of actual war crimes. I mean death threats on the it, internet. I mean you don't say. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I for one think that he should be happy that he has fans that are so passionate that they feel as strongly about his game. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, hey. fucking, I'm, I'm kidding. He's a piece of the shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, you aren't a good game developer until Phil Fish blocks you on Twitter. <laughs> did, he, did, he, did Phil Fish block him? I, I, <laughs> I don't fucking know. What is Phil Fish even doing? Didn't he is delete he, his Twitter forever ago? Is he on now? Is he back? Let's see. Let's see. Phil Fish. At Phil Fish. Uh, this is... Did he get it? Who is it? Polytron Incorporated Incorporated? <laughs> Hollytron was the locally owned electronics store that was around the corner of my house that during the LA riots had sandbags and snipers on the roof to stop people from looting it. Um, I can't tell if this is the real Phil Fish or not. Joined April 2007. And it's just a... What the fuck? Is this the real Phil Fish? I don't care anymore. <laughs> Phil Fish is dead to me. <laughs> but I mean... Someone made a funny comment that I saw online about No Man's Sky that said if if people are angry now, wait until they learn it's a explore. Wait until it comes out and they figure out it's an exploration game, and you're not going to really do any be able to do anything but look at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I was completely like, um, um, I was sold and then unsold and then resold. Um, like somebody trying to you know get free games at GameStop. Um, the uh, analogy sucked. Uh, um, uh, how do I how do I articulate? I'm not really good at articulation. It's like except you didn't um, end up with a sixty dollars deficit. Uh oh. Well, I would say I do have a sixty dollars deficit right here. Uncharted four. Um. Uh. No. Uh. I was sold on the game because it was fucking amazing. It sounded awesome. And then people are saying, "Hey, there's no there's no co op. You know, uh, the pure." size of it is that you're never going to run into other people's explorations. It's going to be like a lonely exploration game. And then I was unsold. But then I saw that 30 minute developer diary where, you know, he's on the ice planet and his suit's starting to freeze over and he blows a hole inside of a mountain and there's geothermal energy and he can like soak up and like, you know, mine and like upgrade a ship. And I was resold. Um, And then I was even sold again when he got death threats because you ain't a real developer until you get death threats. Has Miyamoto ever gotten a death threat? I'm sure he has. Oh yeah, yeah. When, um, imagine if, there's, there's imagine actually, if Twitter uh, and the the internet of t- imagine if the internet of today was around when Wind Waker got announced. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a great there's a great Mega sixty four video that starts out like the opening thing is should Miyamoto die? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, fuck. Oh, oh my god. The, uh, thinking talking about that made me think of Kojima because he did all those collaborations with them. And then, even though we didn't list this on the news list, and I don't want to talk about it too much because we're getting close to the hour point, but did you see how Konami announced they're releasing a Metal Gear Solid 3 pachinko machine? No. Yeah. God <laughs> so, damn it. Metal Gear, Metal Gear lives on at your local Japanese casino. <sighs> Should Konami die? I don't know. Does, they... Konami, does, does Konami is gay? Funny thing is that According to their business strategy and looking at their financials, it looks like they're going to be a lot healthier than a lot of video game companies with this, with this new business model. Which is drastically depressing, but, you know, fucking go where the money goes. Yeah, I mean, again, a whole different discussion, but don't want to talk about yeah. it too much, but I've said this before, it should be more about budgeting, and if you're going to run your company bankrupt to make sure that it has enough, like, shaders and has enough visuals and mocap and voice acting. If it's going to, if you're going to have to sell like 10 million copies of break even, just fucking take a hit and take out some of the voice cast, hire voice actors instead of real actors. 
do yeah. something. It doesn't. Everything yeah, it, doesn't it, have yeah, to hire be. Yeah, voice, hire voice actors that can actually like in, engage in the story and not like fucking like, Kiefer Sutherland was probably half the budget, <laughs> <laughs> and he barely talked unless he unless he listened to the audio logs. So, and I like the audio logs. I'm I'm honestly tired of audio logs just because ever since Bioshock, it's just every fucking game has them. Yeah, and it's just background noise now. I don't even listen to them anymore. Same with like journals and logs. I pick them up for the achievement and I don't even read them. I just close them immediately and move on. Mm. All right. On that, uh, you want to get to what we've been playing or is there anything else you want to squeeze in there? Uh, no, I think we actually got through everything. Absolutely. Um, so um, I'm going to go real quick. Ah, fucking bug. God damn it. Scare the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what I've been playing this week. Um, what have I been playing this week? I don't think I've ever fucking. I don't think I've played anything. I've started Dark Souls 3 again. No, I turned it on, and then I got tired and went to bed. Um, I mean, I've just been working like crazy, man. Um, I've been programming music for like a DJ set I need to record. Probably going to record that tonight. Um, me and a, a good buddy of mine started a side project, like this DJ side project, where um, a creative outlet where we can play like weird music um, that we wouldn't normally play under our other DJ identities. So uh, that's what I've been doing. If so, anybody fucking cares. So DJ Hero. Dude, that was a good game. It was. I Every time I have the turntables under my TV, and every time I look at them, I'm like, I should play that. And then I'm like, no, I don't feel like hooking everything up. And that's the end of that every time. Hey, you know what? Um, I No, no, that's expensive. I was going to think of like, like get a flight case and bring my DJ gear down, and I could teach you how to DJ when we go to Comic-Con. But we have these grandiose plans. Like, yeah, we'll have a Mario Kart tournament, and I just end up drunk peeing out the window. Like, this, this yeah. never happens. Last time I all... Like, our grandiose plan was, I'm going to bring the Wii U and we can play Mario Kart, and that didn't even happen. Yeah, So, no. forget, like, you're talking about bringing DJ equipment, yeah. Just like you're oh, pissed, it'll be I out talk about, One thing I want to talk about, um, um, there was a big censorship with NIS and um, Criminal Girls 2. Fuck, like, that's they, right, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about, they announced Criminal Girls 2 this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. talk about that real quick, because uh, I thought the, the way that they were handling the uh, localization censorship was um, was pretty good. Didn't they just essentially say that they're doing Not, a bare minimum to make it so that it can actually be released? Um, yeah, and they're they're like one of their one of the scenes that they had, and it was on a Kotaku article. Um, fuck you, to Kotaku. Um, that they had like, okay, this is the image from Criminal Girls Two right now, and it showed a girl with like you know her legs up, and then her hands are tied behind her back. But this is how the scene is going to be in North America, and she's no longer like tied up anymore. And so that's like the only change. Well, and she's I mean, got, a, and her nipples are a little bit more covered. <laughs> like, in a way, like that's better than the first game because if if you remember when we were talking about it, and I think did you ever play oh, it? Yeah. No, huh? Uh, uh-uh, but uh, like, uh, I know the censorship in um, the American version, they had like these weird purple clouds like floating in front of it and covering everything. So if there's going to be censorship, and if you really care about that kind of thing, I guess the way they're doing it now is a better alternative. And people just need to kind of understand that, in my opinion, like the censorship issue that's been popping up a lot lately it it has a lot more to do with culture and less to do with like creative like stifling their creative vision or whatever because certain things in one country are gonna fly better than other countries like i always use the example of fallout 3 and resident evil 4 how resident evil 4 was a japanese developed game but the japanese version censored out decapitations whereas the american versions had them yeah, which is which is weird because isn't Japan normally? Um, do they do they have violence laws in Japan? I don't 
I don't really think so, but it's weird because like in the PlayStation One era and PlayStation Two to an extent, the like a lot of the games were a lot more gory in Japan, and then late in the PS2's life cycle and like PS3 era, they cut back severely. So I don't know what the deal is. I'm not too familiar with what happened, but but yeah. And then with Fallout 3 in Japan, they completely spoiler alert for a ten year old game. They completely removed the choice to let you set off the nuke in one of the missions. Well, yeah, which completely like gets rid of uh, like achievements and stuff for that. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's not just you know a lot of people who are so strongly against the censorship make it sound like it's a lot of times like a conspiracy theory or conspiracy theory kind of thing where like oh. Like, oh, they're just trying, they're censoring everything, they're sheltering us, blah, blah, blah. They're pushing their agenda on us and all this stuff. When it's really, you know, like Make I said, it's really cultures and how video games people great grading. again. <clears throat> you could start with, you could start with getting rid of the 50 gig day one installs. Oh, yeah. I'll, vote for, right. I'll vote for Trump if that's his big, if that's his main issue. I'll give him a call right now. I'll give him a call right now. He could um, build I it in all he wants as long as he tears it down. He could tear down these, these data blockage walls if he can they can build whatever real wall he wants i don't care i'll be playing games mm. yeah who cares you're a citizen doesn't matter yeah <clears throat> actually that's you not true what? fuck trump but whatever you're right you're not a citizen no i said fuck that that's not true as far as me saying trump i'd vote for trump yeah. i never vote for trump uh, are you one of those filthy bernie supporters you freeloaders dude he's throwing a free concert tomorrow trump or bernie bernie oh 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 and diplo's playing there Oh, yeah, and... Oh, fuck. We're talking about nothing game-related. Anyway, I'll tell you after the show. Well, is the I, game playing there? I've been playing <laughs> Mirror's Edge Catalyst <laughs> all day today. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, EA Access... I signed up for EA Access just to play this, so now I'm a... The way you say EA, it just sounds like you're, you're grunting. Yeah! 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 I, I got yeah, yeah. E-Access. E-Access. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Yeah. <coughs> I got access for a full year just to play this early six hour. Can you, can you do it one more time? I want to make that our ISO. Yeah, access. Access. <laughs> I can't. It's <laughs> <laughs> not funny. <laughs> That reminds me of like a stupid story. Um, my buddy got married last weekend, and um, um, my other buddy was DJing for it. So I drove to the the venue with my DJ buddy, help him set everything up, and you know it was a great time. And then the next morning, we were sitting there like hungover as fuck, eating breakfast. And he, um, I made I made a comment about how my cranberry juice just tasted like red water because it wasn't a uh, uh, you know cranberry enough. And my buddy looks me dead in the eyes, and he's like. You ever heard of Gigi Allen? <laughs> and for whatever reason, we went into like a fifteen-minute like giggle fit. <laughs> it wasn't funny, but I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know who Gigi Allen is? No. Is he or Google. she in Mirror's Edge Catalyst? Um, no. Uh, Google Gigi Allen. Um, um, is that G I G I or just GG like Gugga? The good game. Allen A. Good game A L I N. Well, Google tells me it's two L's. Who the fuck is oh. this dude? <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, I played Mirror's Edge for the six-hour trial. Actually, I haven't played the full six hours. I probably have about a half hour left on it, but I got to the story mission 
they made me walk halfway across the city to get to the next story mission. And then when I went to activate it, they told me, thank you for playing the EA Access version of Mirror's Edge 2, but you cannot proceed further in the story until the full version's out. I'm like, why the fuck? Why didn't you just tell me that at the end of the last mission? Why'd you make me walk all the way over here? And it's <laughs> it's a long trek because probably the biggest complaint I have about the game so far was that, you know, the first Mirror's Edge was like a level-based game where this one's open world and you, you know, run around um, taking missions from people. And the city, the city's pretty big and it's, it's just as it's even more fun to run around in the open world as it was in the first games, um, like structured linear levels. But you go back and forth a lot through the same areas and it starts getting really old after a while. And it wasn't until like my fifth hour that they finally let me unlock um, fast travel. And even, why would you? OK, wait, wait, is it why would you I, I would say why would you fast travel on that game? Because but... there's big there's seriously like huge distances between areas and gotcha. a lot of the quests and a ton of collectibles in the city and going back and forth between a bunch of the same places over and over and over again to the point where like it seriously only took me a really short amount of time without me even really trying to memorize routes because i just saw them so many times within such a short span that uh it was like and and do you think that's gonna detract from the game to a degree because i mean when the fast travel is unlocked you still have to do side missions to unlock fast travel for certain areas so it's like, it's not instantaneous. It's it's weird too, because you unlock all these save houses early and they ask you if you want to fast travel to them. And when you click it, they say, no, you have to finish these missions first. But those missions don't pop up until maybe, it was about at the five hour mark for me, but I was doing a lot of side stuff. So if you just did story, it was probably maybe at the three or four hour mark, but that's a really long time to have like seven or eight safe houses scattered throughout this whole huge city like open but you can't fast travel to any of them until you get that one story mission so it's just kind of a weird way to do it but it's a really it's a really good game a lot more focused on narrative this time whereas before faith was kind of just you know had minimal character she was essentially just an avatar um this time i always i always felt that that universe felt really um did did you ever see that anime armitage 3 with Kiefer sutherland no i've seen i mean Uh, i've I've seen clips, not I haven't sat down and watched it. Yeah, there's like a six part like OVA, but then they like r- edited it down to like an hour and a half with Kiefer Sutherland. Um, and it, it, Mirror's Edge always reminded me of that anecdote. Side note: Who cares? Um, speaking of though, I think another thing that makes the makes the backtracking feel like such a chore is because the world feels really empty. It's like there's no. They tell you that you know they tell you that you're part of a community of runners, but the only place you actually see other characters is right next to your base. And then aside from that, the rooftops are just completely bare and it's just like a bunch of white roofs that you're just jumping around on. And after it just feels really bland. White roofs. You say you make mirror's edge. Great again. I mean, but it is great because I mean, the gameplay is still (laughs) solid. The, you know, complaints about how bland the environment is. I'm sorry. Sorry to cut cut you off. I I, I just want to make something viciously clear. My ironic support of Donald Trump is ironic. I loan vote third party. McAfee, I don't McAfee get, lost I, I libertarian. Yeah, I know, thing. dude. It sucked, but isn't it? You know, who, this is like the second time, second or third Gary Johnson got the nomination. Uh, third. Okay, third. So but, Gary Johnson and Weld. So feel the Johnson. <laughs> but yeah, um, on the strong the strong points, you know, the narrative is a lot better. Exploring and running is still so much fun, and ha- being able to do it in an open environment makes you seriously feel like you have a lot of freedom. 
there's a ton of side missions, even though a lot of them are just the exact same thing. Like one of them is deliver a package from point A to point B. Another one is deliver a package from point A to point B, but you can't fall <laughs> or you damage it. Um, oh, other like one fall, like miss a jump and trip or yeah. Like if, if you jump from a high area, if you tap like the L2 or left trigger button, depending which console you're playing on, um, she'll like brace her, brace herself, or you can unlock an ability where she uh, does a, a roll where she doesn't lose her momentum. But if you don't tap the L1 in time or you don't tap it at all, she like falls and hurts herself. So okay. like certain, certain, um, missions like that, if you fall too many times, you break whatever it is you're carrying. But, but yeah, this, there's a ton of stuff to do, even though a lot of it's really the same stuff over and over again. So it, it's already feeling a little repetitive, but, um, but yeah, there's tons of collectibles. The city's huge. The gameplay's fun. And they improved on the combat quite a bit. Like they got rid of the ability to shoot altogether, which, which felt tacked on in the first game anyway. So um, to make up for it, they really expanded on the melee combat. So it's like you have a weak attack where it's just like these short burst combos, but those won't usually work on like enemies outside of the, uh, outside of the most basic ones. And then there's a hard attack that you can, if you use it in conjunction with the analog stick, you could kick them to the left or kick them to the right so you can make them fall over railings, make them bump into other enemies and like fall on top of each other. Um, so it's this really kind of cool dynamic way of fighting where you can kind of manipulate the enemies into certain positions and be able to take out more than one at a time. And then, of course, the most efficient way to take out an enemy is to build up your momentum like and then jump off a wall or something and like collapse on them and that kind of stuff. So it's like you're keeping with the flow of the game. It encourages you encourages you to always be moving and it integrates movement into the combat so well. So it's not it's like it's not perfect. I feel like its transition into an open world game has a lot of like it presents a lot of new flaws that weren't in the original, but overall it's a much more expansive, much more polished much better game on a in a gameplay standpoint so and you've gleaned that just from the the short demo you played it's the full game actually it's the full game up to a point oh okay well so that's a demo not really (laughs) it's it's the full game it's a full feature set it has all the collectibles and side missions available they just cut you off at the story point because they don't want you to beat the whole game on your free that's a demo <laughs> dude a, no a demo is like a short snippet of the game not like half the game as a matter of fact ea ea access demo or like the ea access early access ones like this ea access they're usually they're usually 10 hours long but the mirror's edge they shortened it to six because if it was 10 you probably beat the game before it came out so mm. i mean All i see right, what you're well, saying because it's not the full game but it's still it's more a than demo. a demo because like a, like you know, usually a demo is just like a small snippet of the game, not not essentially the full not the full game with the full feature set, full cutscenes, me- full. Do you remember when we actually had demos and not just paid betas? I was actually just thinking about it the other day. If you remember when, um, I don't know why I thought of this, but Final Fantasy, the D- city of Final Fantasy Duo Decim, whatever it was called, the the sequel on PSP, and they sold the demo, and it was the only way to get Eris in the game. Wait, what? So it was like you had to buy the demo, but the demo had its own like short prequel story that was separate from the main game. And then once you completed the demo, you unlocked Eris as a support character. And that was the only way to get her in the main game. Like there was no way to unlock her without buying and playing the demo. That's fucking retarded. Yeah. yeah. So and that was that was like what? 
seven or eight years ago too. So it's DLC isn't just shitty now. It's been shitty for a while. Gotcha. But yeah, um, other than that, I started One Piece Burning Blood, which is just the newest One Piece fighting game. It's an anime fighting game, which means it's has More a ton of it has like a ton of modes and a lot of characters to play with. But it's really basic, and there's not a whole lot to the fighting system. And then, buy or don't buy. Um, I haven't played it enough to say for sure. It's probably it's feels it already kind of feels like the typical anime fair though. That you'll get a lot out of it if you're a fan of it. But if you never heard of One um, Piece or I never really watched li- it, then you probably you're not gonna care. Yeah, I guess that's why. Like I've bought a bunch of the DBZ ones, and I've bought um, Naruto Shippuden Ninja Storm Two Kawaii Desunya. Um, the newest one's really uh, good, by the way. Uh, the, that one was good too. Mm, yeah, no, all the Ninja Storm games are good, but I still think the Ubisoft ones are my favorite. Those like American made, not American, but North American made Ubisoft ones, made by a bunch of frogs. Yep. But they were really good. It had really yeah, good, good exploration, but kind of shitty fighting. But hmm. all right, um, what's the last game you played? A game that I'm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I finally, I finally pushed myself to finish Senran Kagura, Estival Versus on PS4. Um, yeah, there's a lot of boobs, clothes ripping. <laughs> when you beat the girls, when you beat your opponent with super moves, they are completely naked and then go into the next cutscene in the same state you left them at. So they'll be standing there with like light over their nipples and acting like nothing's wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's a game. It's a ja- it's a Japanese game. Yeah. Full of clothes yeah. ripping. If you're unfamiliar with the series, it started off as a 3DS game and the creator has literally been quoted as saying he came, he was inspired by. He was inspired to make it because he thought, what do you want to see in 3D on the 3DS? I know. Boobs. Boobs. I love that guy. <laughs> so, And I've said this before on the show. At least he's upfront about it. Not like this bullshit yeah. Kojima stuff where he was like, I designed Quiet that way because because she breathes through her skin. You'll understand when you play it. And I'm like, get, get off your fucking pretentious high horse, dude. <laughs> you know why uh, you made her like that. Yeah. fucking. I thought he said that. Um. So when he first came out, he said he wanted to make give cosplayers a challenge and then he like there's nothing challenging about that it's as challenging as jessica negri's charizard or pikachu cosplay where it's just a yellow bra and a tail fuck jessica i could negri. i could buy a black bra and camouflage pants and say i'm quiet that's not a challenge but oh yeah. comic-con cosplay i remember when he said that though he said he said he wanted to inspire cosplayers and sell figures yeah. at first and then when people criticized him, he said, there's a story reason for it. You're all going to be sorry when you see why that is. And it's just because she breathes I, through her skin. Jesus Christ. I think right now, instead of bath, uh, instead of booth babes, we're going to bring back the Geekscape booth bubs. Quiet cosplay for Shane and Josh, Comic-Con 2016. <laughs> Not going to be a Comic-Con, though. Uh, I mean, I might be in the area, but I'm only, if anything, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to pop in and out. I'm not going uh, full time because I don't have a job. And I oh. feel bad mooching off the hotel if I didn't pay. So, oh, you have honor. No, there's no <laughs> honor. There's no honor on the Geekscape Games podcast. I mean, I mean, like, not to be racist or anything, um, but um, you've got a lot of honor. How's that racist? I said it wasn't racist. God, you filthy Mexicans can't listen. How? Am, I'm not Mexican. What are you talking about? <laughs> Damn it, Josh! You're on the job. <laughs> <laughs> We're obviously on completely different pages, so it's probably a sign that we should start wrapping up soon. Uh, uh. Okay, should that be the stinger? Uh, I think out of context, that's a little bit too much. All right, um, 
That was Mission Objective Favorite Boxing Mission Game. Object- favorite boxing game in honor Def of Jam. Muhammad Ali's un- um, unfortunate passing today. So, um, Def Jam icon for the 360. Is that a boxing game? Uh, basically, it was a fighting game, but it was really like slow and deliberate, and like it it it, it was like a boxing game. But th- although it was developed by my pick for favorite boxing game, which was Fight Night Round Three, or was it Round Two? One of them. It was Round Two, but Round Three was essentially yep. the same. Where it yep. brought in those really realistic, you know, like punching animations and stuff, and it used the twin yeah. stick, uh, twin stick control method to fight. So that was a lot of fun. And then, um, of course, if you wanted to go more arcadey, Punch Out for sure, Super Punch Out probably being my absolute favorite. And then the Wii what was, version what was being that, up like, there too. What was that cell shaded boxing game that came out on the PS two? Um. I don't know about cell shaded. I I thought of Ready to Rumble when you said that, but that wasn't cell shaded. Okay, yeah, it was just really cartoony. So, uh, around the site, uh, Josh, what do you got around the site this week? Dude, I haven't been on the site all week. I've been working on finals. Okay, all right. Uh, actually, uh, no, that's not true though. Um, Natalie's review of Odin's Fear Levitsa. I was playing that too, and it's a lot of fun. I talked about it on previous shows. I talked about it in depth last week, but you're not going to hear it. So read her review instead. No. None of the banners are loading for me on our page. What the fuck happened? Budget cuts. <laughs> what budget? Um, my run the site this week is Ingress, the GPS game that gets you off the couch and, and into an alternate world. I wrote this in 2013, but it's my run the site. It's poignant. Which is the last time you wrote it. something for the site. Absolutely. 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 Um, <laughs> that was level 78 guys thank you for joining us as always you can find us on geekscape.net on twitter at geekscape games find us on soundcloud itunes stitcher we are on stitcher now uh twitch find me on twitter at shane o'hare ssj on the gaming platforms and i'm at Ian joshua just about everywhere still waiting on those invites uh, uh, yeah come on uh, hey i think i'm gonna end the show with a gg allen song but yes send us invites uh, we'll we'll play with you. Um, I should stream more. I mean, I got killer internet. It's so dusty. Uh, I should stream that Senran Kagura game for for uh, Steam. Yeah, I'll send it to you after the show. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you back here next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Well, you hate me and I hate you. You never understand the things I say or do. So what's new? You never like me, so I said fuck you.